the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam explains to us two simple qualities that will be the biggest reason for people entering jannah taqwallahi wa husnul khuluqi he says that relationship i call it developing the correct relationship with allah it has a deep meaning a very deep meaning but people say fear the fear of allah i explained to you it's probably it should be born out of tremendous love of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time some people say the consciousness of allah all this is correct be conscious of allah develop the correct relationship with allah when you have the correct relationship with allah and you have great character and conduct you deserve paradise that's according to the hadith you are the most deserving of paradise i promise you if allah has said you and i are deserving of paradise with certain qualities we will have a taste of something brilliant and good on earth before we go to the hereafter you reckon all the rules of Islam and all the do's and don'ts and the obligations and the prohibitions. Do you know that if a person really adheres to what they are taught, they will start to taste the contentment and the beauty of this world, even if they're jobless, unemployed, and they don't really have money for the next meal. May Allah create ease for all of us. They start tasting contentment. They are happy. They adjust their lives and they are still saying Alhamdulillah. We've been, I have seen people who have a leg amputated. Years ago, when I was a student, we visited one of our teachers after a motor, motor car accident and he lost his legs. And he said, Alhamdulillah, I lost my legs. And I was young and I thought this man's making a mistake. He must be sedated because of the painkillers. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's saying, Alhamdulillah, I lost my legs. And someone said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. He said, the reason I say Alhamdulillah is I have used these legs to walk to the masjid five times a day for the last 20 years. And I believe I tried my best and inshallah I've succeeded never to use these legs to walk towards haram. That's when I was moved. I said, whoa, these are the people. Rijal. From among the believers are those who have fulfilled their promise unto Allah. Today we made a promise to Allah as well. Oh Allah, I love you. Help me to change. I promise I'm going to get closer to you. Make it easy for me to get closer to you. And then start making an effort. There are those who promised Allah we will never use our limbs and organs in wrong and in haram. Oh Allah, make it difficult for me to sin. And Allah will make it difficult for you. Oh Allah, wherever my nafs and my soul wants me to meander and wants me to lose the way to you, make it difficult for me to sin so that I never ever spoil my relationship with you. Allahu Akbar. You want to build society, you don't have a relationship with Allah. It's impossible. I remember my father years ago saying, you cannot work with a person who doesn't have taqwa. You cannot work with them. You can't. You need to have basic taqwa. If you don't have the consciousness of Allah, you're going to rob me, cheat me, deceive me. You're going to create obstacles. You're going to cause problems. You're not going to be honest and genuine. You will be hypocritical. The minute you have a consciousness with Allah, I promise you, it's the beginning of such a beautiful life. You may go through hardship, 
Allah makes it easy. Look at the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. How many hardships did they face right at the beginning? Starting from the people of Mecca, the early Muslims struggled the most, but they were content. They were content. Bilal ibn Rabah and the story of Ahadun Ahad, Ahadun Ahad is amazing. We know it. We learned it since we were kids. And I tell you, it's a story of unwavering faith in Allah. I don't care what you're doing for me. It's my Lord. You, if you're going to kill me, end of the day, I'm going to go back to my Lord. And I think of man ahabba liqa Allahi ahabba Allahu liqa'ahu. With us, no one's telling you we're going to kill you. You might face small persecutions here and there. In fact, you're lucky to be living in an Islamic environment in some communities and societies. And yet we don't pray. We don't dress appropriately. We do things that are wrong. And when we do things that are wrong, we are human. We may falter. We don't even think at night, you know, what I did was actually wrong. So to ponder over your actions and to try and promise to effect change and do something about it is part of the rebuilding. We have societies and communities that have crumbled simply because we lost the essence of living in the society. We don't enjoy it anymore. People don't want to deal with Muslims. I met a brother a few days ago in Lagos. He said, do you know the northerners in some places, certain people from certain parts don't want to do business with people from the same part. They say, I prefer to go somewhere else and deal with this person that because we are being robbed, we are being cheated. I said, I refuse to believe what you're saying. He says, just thank Allah. You're not Nigerian. I said, how can you say that when Nigeria is my favorite place, right? I said, let's leave it at that. It's okay. I don't need to know more. But the reason I'm mentioning it is you might know what I'm saying. Who knows? If people as believers do not want to do business with one another because they fear being shortchanged, then we have a problem. It should be the other way around. Take a look at some people of other faiths. They will only do business with people from their own church or from their own synagogue as a starting point. May Allah make it easy to be able to build community and society, honesty, integrity, connection with Allah, cornerstones, be upright, learn to want goodness for others because Allah has created a system whereby there is, there are those who have and those who don't have. It's a test for both. Those who have, it's a test. What are you going to do with it? And are you going to look out for those who don't have? Because a day passed in your life when you didn't have someone somehow, somewhere favored you. And if you did not see the favor of the person, you need to recognize it was always the favor of Allah. How did you become wealthy? The answer is only one, Allah. إذ قال له قومه لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفرحين. Here is the example of Qarun. Allah blessed him with so much. He didn't relate it to Allah. Allah gave him so much, but he says he was arrogant, haughty. He says أُتِي تُهُ عَلَى عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي. All that I have is because I'm a sharp guy. I'm a good businessman. I'm very shrewd and I'm whatever, whatever he might have said. Allah says, he says, I've been given this because of my own knowledge. Who gave him the brain in the first place? Who gave him the opportunity to be at the right place at the right time? I promise you ask some of the wealthiest of the lot. What will they tell you? Allah blessed us because we were born somewhere. 
because we were in the right place, right time, we interacted with some people. Sometimes you're sitting next to someone now and you haven't even greeted them. If you were to greet them, who knows who they might be and who knows what type of a partnership they might be between you in business, in business. Yet you've just come for the peace and unity convention. You were seeking the door of Allah. Allah says, my slave, I know you need a little bit of the dunya. I'm going to throw a lot of it at you only to see what are you going to do with the excess? Will you look at those who don't have just like when you didn't have and will you reach out to them to empower them to build people? How many of us can build others today? We look at those who don't have as much as we do. We do not greet them. That's where society is crumbling. We don't greet no salam. Why? How could you greet? You come from an upper class. What upper class? If you haven't greeted, you've dropped your class to the bottom. That's what it is. Hadith of Abdullah ibn Salam anhu. Oh people, he heard the Prophet وسلم, and you know what? He was tiptoeing and looking at this man that everyone was welcoming and he heard this is a Prophet and he was one of the religious people and the leaders of the Jews, one of their teachers and rabbis. And he looks and he sees this face and one of the first things he heard from this beautiful mouth is oh people spread the peace spread the salam the term salam means so many things i'm not going to go into it right now but spread the peace spread the greeting and on top of the greeting ensure that you are genuine in it when i say assalamu alaikum to you i mean i guarantee you i will not harm you that's the meaning of it